So we're starting that from Memtet Amur Aleph. We're on the fourth line. It says, Bizman Sheheim Lachim. And the Mishnah taught us, we're talking about Hatmana. Hatmana means when you want to put something before Shabbat wrapped up to keep the heat. You're not allowed to make Hatmana on something that adds heat called Dabr Hamosif Heva. The Mishnah taught us that certain items are okay when they're dry, but they don't add heat. But when they're moist, they add heat, and they're forbidden to make hatmana even before Shabbat. When it says lachin, moist, machmat atzma, means a naturally moist, or dilma lachin machmat abaracher, even if it became moist for something else. If you made it wet, it's also a problem. Does it mean it's naturally moist, or doesn't matter? If it's moist for any reason, you can't use it. Tashma, try to prove it. Lo b'teven, lo b'zagin, lo b'muchin, lo b'savim, b'zman sheim lachim. So all these items, straw and the psolet and the soft items, muchin and grass, when they're wet. Iyamir b'shlam b'lachim machmu dabrachei shapir. If it means wet from some other source, it makes sense. Eliyamir lachim machmu atzman. If it means that it's naturally wet, muchin lachim machmu atzman heichim mishkachet la. How is it possible that you have naturally moist, soft things like cotton and soft wool? They're not naturally moist. How is it possible? Grass is naturally moist sometimes. But how could muchin be naturally moist? The answer is, memarta debeini atmi. Memarta means pulled out here. It comes between the thighs of an animal. And for that, you make some soft stuffings called muchin. You could use that too. Atmi means the size of an animal, the thigh. Therefore, it's naturally moist. Rabbi told us you're to make atmana in a dry clothing, and dry fruit. But now if it's moist, the fruit or the clothing, how could it be naturally moist? How could clothing be naturally moist? Same answer. Marta de Beni Atmi pulled out the hair between the thighs of an animal, and somehow, somehow he made a beggar out of that, and that beggar is naturally moist. Good. We shall continue. Says the Mishnah, Kondim Biksut, without a makeup for mana in clothing, clothing is not most of heaven. The peyrot, values fruit, will be Kanfeyona, the wings, the feathers of a pigeon, of a dove. You're allowed to use that because it doesn't add heat. Uven the soret shel charashim, sawdust. Charashim is a carpenter. The soret is the dust that falls off. Uven the oret shel pishtam. And the things that fall off from the flax, daka. If it's daka, if it's thin pieces, it's okay. And the assumption is that if it's thick pieces, it's not good. Rabbi Huda says the exact opposite. Oser bidaka, umatir bigasa. He says it's forbidden if it's thin pieces. It's okay if it's thick pieces. That is not Moshev Hevel. Amr Now this comes in only because the words Kanfeyon and the Mishnah. So we're talking about the topic of the wings of a dove. That's how this whole next 15 lines come in. Amr Tfilin, Guf Naki. Somebody that wears Tfilin has to have a clean body. Kalisha Bal Like a person called Alisha, the man of the wings. Mahi, first of all, what does it mean that you have to have gufnaki? What should you not do when you're wearing tefillin? Abayah says she should not let out air from his body. 
Rabba Amashlo Yishan Bem, you shouldn't sleep in them. Now, when my Korile Balkanafayim, why was Alisha called Balkanafayim? Now, we're going to see from this Gemara that Alisha was very, very into the mitzvah to fill in. Therefore, we're assuming he probably had a Gufnaki. We have no proof that he had a Gufnaki, but the proof is only that probably since he was so Nizhar, so careful, the mitzvah to fill in, he probably had a Gufnaki. What's the story with him? Why was he called Balkanafayim, the person of the wings? One time the wicked government of Rome made a gzairah Yisrael whoever puts on mocho. They should bore out his brain out of his head. As she explains it, tefillin go on top of the head and they'll take his head out. Elisha put on the tefillin and he went out to the street. So an officer saw him. Elisha ran away. Ratzach, Ratzach, Rav. So the officer chased him. Kevin Shegi Hetzlo Natlan Mirosho. When he came to Lish, Lish took it off his head. Vachzan Biyado. He held it in his hands. Amalo Mazer Biyadcha. What do you have in your hand? Amalo Kanfiyona. So he said, I don't have to fill in. He said, I have the wings of a dove. Pashadat Yado. So he opened his hand and a nest happened. Benimtu Kanfiyona. Lefikach, therefore, Koren Oto Elisha Balkanafayim. That he got that name. But therefore, he was so nizar. And Tfilin, we assume that he had a gufnaki. Umayishna Kanfayona Mishat Ofot. Why did he pick Kanfayona more than the wings of any other bird? Shum the Amtil. Amtil comes from the word Mashal. Knesset, you saw the Jews are compared Leona. Rashi explains that a Yona has no way to fight off attacks and to protect itself only with its wings. It has no other power. In the same way, we can only protect ourselves with the mitzvot. That's our wings. Just like a yonah, the only thing that protects him is its wings. Only the mitzvot and nothing else. If you look at the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda argued and says the thin ones are no good and the thick ones are good. We're not clear in the Mishnah what is going on. There are two things could be going on. It could be going on sawdust, or could it be going perhaps on the pieces of the flax? That's the most question. Is it going on the sawdust? Oh, on the original Pishtanko, is it going to pieces of flax? Clear, bright, and the Tanya. If no original pishtan is thin, no good. Shema Amina, an original pishtan koi is going on that, on the pishtan, and not on the sawdust. Shema Amina, good proof. Says the Mishnah, Tongen b'shalachim, allowed to take the hide of an animal, the hide of an animal, the skin of an animal, you're allowed to make hatmana. It is not Mosef Hevel. Plus, it's not Muktzeh. Why, Rashi explains? Because you could lay on it. They used to lay on the hide of an animal, is a good thing to put down on the ground and to lay on top of it. So it's not muktzeh. Begizet semer, you allow to use begizet semer shearings of wool for hatmana. That for emetal tanutan. That you can't move on shabbat because it's muktzeh because it's expensive and people use it only for semer and not for other things. Kaitarosa. So how are you going to get your pot out? You have your pot in a box covered with gizet semer. And the Gizet Samer is Muktzeh. So what do you do? Says the Mishnah, a solution is, not to let the Kisui, 
take the lid off, and all the Gizei Tzema will fall away, and it's okay. And Belazav and Azari, I don't like that solution, because he wants to keep the place where you have the pot, that hole, he wants to keep it intact. You should be able to replace your pot inside it. So Kupa, take the box, Mata al tilt it to the side, no tail, and that, by taking out the pot that way, the hole will stay there, and you'll be able to put it back when you want to. Because Shemi Yitol, because if you don't do that, you'll take out your pot, you can't, you won't be able to put it back. Achamim's the third opinion, Omrim. No tell you can take it, the master, and put it back, and there's no problem. This will be explained in the Gemara later. Yotiv Rabbi Yonatan ben Achinai, Rabbi Yonatan ben Elazar, Yotiv Rabbi Chalina bar Chamagavai. So Yonatan ben Achinai, Rabbi Yonatan ben Elazar was sitting, and Rabbi Chalina bar Chamagavai was near them. Chamiboyilhu, that a question. Shlachin shel balabayitnan, we learned that the height of an animal is not muktzeh because you could lay on it. Does that mean if it's your own personal hide? You're not a person that sells hides. You're a balabayit. You're a regular person. You're a layman. You're not a dealer in hides. So by you, it's not muktzeh because you're not selling it. And by you, you can use it to lay on. Let's say you're a person that sells hides. You work with it. And this hide is going to be sold one day. Maybe cave in the cup of the lion. Since you care about it, it should be in one piece. You're not let him move it. It's Maybe the Mishnah is even talking about a professional person that deals with hides. The culture came to because even by an Uman, it's okay, because he doesn't care. He lets people sleep on it. Makes more sense than the Balabai we're talking about. But if a person is an Uman that sells them, he does care, and by him it's Muktzeh. So what I was going to say, not like that. Amul Rab Chanina Bar Chama, Kach Amul Rabbi Shmuel Rab Yosi. Shmuel Rab Yosi said, Abba, my own father, Shlacha Hava, he was a person that dealt with hides. He was a salesman of hides. And he said, Ba'amar, Habil Shlachin, on Shabbat, he told them, no, Bechol, Rashi says, the weekday, Shabbat, it's Muktzeh. He told them, Habil Shlachin, B'nei Shabbalayim. Bring your hides and sit on them. So you see, even though he's professional at sold hides, he wasn't makpit to use it to lay on. So you see, even a uman doesn't care. So really, at the end of the day, it is not muktzeh. Okay? So there's a machloket talking about b'chol or b'shabbat, dashi into but at the end of the day, it's not muktzeh. May TV have a question. Nisarin shabalabayet, somebody's boards. If you have personal your garage, you have boards. You can move them. It's not muktzeh because you can use it for many things on Shabbat. Shaluman, if you're a professional, meaning you sell these things, they're not going to move them on Shabbat because it's muktzeh. You're makpid. You shouldn't use it for anything because you want to sell it. But if you don't care, you're an uman, he said, no, I'm designating it. I'm using it as a table. Then you can move it. But what do you see? You don't designate it, and you're an uman, and you're not allowed to move it. It's muktzeh. So why should the hides be different? Answer: Shininess are in boards are different. The couple, like people, care more about the boards; they can get damaged. You don't care so much about the hides. So even if you're an uman, you're gonna let people lay on it. Tashma. This gets a little complicated for the next ten lines. I'm gonna do it slowly. Tashma. Orot. Hides of an animal. Leather. Whether it is tanned, worked out, it's 
already quality that we call worked out leather, whether it's raw, because either way you could use it. But the, the difference between worked out leather and not is only difference alien to mabulvad. That the worked out leather becomes tame, and if it's raw, it doesn't become tame. But if it's Shabbat, they're both good. So then this brighter doesn't make a distinction. Uman, balabayit, my love is a dead not true, loshnash balabayit, loshnash uman. That either way it's okay. So you see a proof that we're right. That even the height of an uman is not muktzeh because you could lay on it and nobody cares. Says the Gemara, law. This whole brighter shall balabayit. Not talking about uman. So more says back, one minute. So I will show uman my. What will be by an uman? So why is the bride to tell you this chidush? That the bride jumps to a chidush of tumah. That you need work that leather becomes tumah and raw doesn't. Why does it tell you a chidush? Not for tumah, for mukta itself. Talk about the same topic and tell me a difference. If the bride would have a difference between Balabayat and Uman, he would have kept to the topic of Muktzeh and told you, why did you jump to the topic of Tumah? Answers the Gemara, Kula Balabayat Kamari. No. The bright, of course, maybe holds that Uman is forbidden, but that's not the topic of the bright. The bright is talking about Balabayat, and he wants to tell you a difference between Muktzeh and Tumah. He doesn't want to jump to a different topic. This is the way Rashi learns the Gemara. He wants to stick to the topic of Balabayat and make a contrast between Muktza and Tumah. So maybe he holds that Uman will be forbidden. He can't prove a thing. At the end of the day, the Imar says, Ketanai. The Imar found the bride that actually is a machloket tenaim. That you cannot be metaltlen Uman's high because he cares about it. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Doesn't make a difference. Whether it's Uman, whether it's a Balabayit, you could move it. If you look, before the story was Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, from his father Rabbi Yossi, there was a Makbed. So it fits. The same Rabbi Yossi says, the Yilada be metalful and on Shabbat, even if it's Uman. Says the Gemara, the same rabbis we had, these rabbis were sitting and talking. Had the Yadfei, they were sitting again, the Kolaboyolum, and had the following question. Hadit nan avot mulachot aboim chaser achat. There's a Mishnah later in the Ayin Gimel that tells us that the amount of main categories of Mulachan Shabbat are 39. We say the words Aboam Chaser Achat. Why Aboam Chaser Achat? I'm going to show you the Marshan. This Gemara tells you the secret why. Everybody wants to know. Why don't you say Shloshim Betesha? Why do you say Aboam Chaser Achat? So some say it's borrowed from a Mishnah and Makot. But the Maharsha over here has a very nice fellow tell it to you soon. Can I get me? But why 39? Why the 39 main categories? Why? Simple. Can I get avodot mishkan? We learn out Shabbat was put next to the case of the mishkan. So we compare. We know the mishkan, what they did in the mishkan. And we sit down and think it through. There were 39 main avodot they did in the mishkan. So logic dictates that the same 39 will be by Shabbat because it's put together in the Torah. That's nice, but I have another shot. If you count, 
Where in the Torah it has the word malacha in any form? The word malacha, the word malachto, the word malachet. If you count, it'll be agoim choser acha. The 39 times the Torah says the word malacha, that tells you that there's 39 malachot possible for Shabbat. So tup shatim, either because it's, we put it next to the Mishkan, and we know what they did in the Mishkan, or it says the word malachan, various forms, 39 times in the Torah. And you're going to see soon, Boyer Rabbi Yosef. Okay, let's go a little further. Rabbi Yosef wanted to know, This is talking about when Yosef at Sadiq went, came into the house to do his malacha, and then the Eshet Potifera came over to him. It says the word malachto. Is that part of the 40 or not? Is that one of the 40 or not? Amali Abaya, what's the question? Let's bring a Sefer Torah count. <laughs> if it's one of the 40, that's only 39. It's, it's obvious it's one of the 39. Wasn't there a story once by a different rabbi that he also had a question about a different topic? And Rashi explains it was a, it was a question that the word gachon, and one rabbi said that the vav of the word gachon is the center of the Torah, and it was challenged. So they brought a Sefer Torah and they counted the letters. So here also, let us bring a Sefer Torah. Count how many times it says the word Mulachan the Torah. And you'll know, you'll know if the word of the Yosef is part of it or not. Says the Gemara and answer and explain it to you. Now the word by really actually, if you count the word Mulachan the Torah, is actually 40. So one has to be taken out. There are two possibilities what we take, what we can take out. By Yosef it says, There are two possible pshatim what it means. Simply it means he came home to do his work, whatever he usually did, and she approached him. The other pshat Rashi, Gemara is going to bring, that he came lasot malachto means lasot srachav, meaning he was really came home to be with Eshet Potifera. He really had he almost happened, except that he saw a form of his father, and that made him stay away from Potifera. If you learn that pshat, the word malachto doesn't mean work, it means tzracha, which means tashmashamita. So a tupshatim. The word malacha might mean work, and then you can count it one hundred thirty-nine. But the word malachto might mean tzracha, but then you can't count it. There's another pasuk we'll soon see that talks about the mishkan. It says v'malacha hoyte dayam that the Malacha and the Mishkan was enough. Also two possible Pshatim. It could mean the work was enough. They finished the work, there's no need to continue. Well, the word Malacha doesn't mean work. Here it means the business of bringing, donating stuff for the Mishkan was finished. So then it won't mean Malacha work. It'll mean the business of bringing things for the, doing the donations. Then you can't count it. One of these two has to go out. Either the word malacha by Yosef doesn't mean work, or the word malacha dayim doesn't mean work. Because if you count them both, you're going to have 40. That Timur is going to say now. Timur says, My question is, Says the malacha by the Mishkan was enough. If you count that, because the word malacha there means work, if that's the case, you can't count the one by Yosef. So what do you mean by Yosef? What command the Amala? So tzrachav nechnas. It must mean by Yosef, he went in to be with Eshet Potiphera. Not work, he wanted to do Tashmish. Or Dilma, or maybe we'll do the other way around. We'll flip it. 
means who count that one. Because it means Yosef came home to do the work. Behind Mullah when it says the work was enough, it doesn't mean work by the Mishkan Hachikama. Shalom the business is finished. No reason to donate anymore. And at the end of the day, take We don't know. Says the Maharsha. That's why we say the words Abom Chaser Achat. Because really there are 40 word Mulacha. And one gotta go out. So it's 40 minus one, and that's how you have 39 Mulachot. So he doesn't use the word 39, because he wants to teach you that there are really 40 times the word Mulacha, and one gotta go. Either the one by the Mishkan or the one by Yosef has to go. And that's how you get it. Says the Gemaratani, we learned in the Brayta, Kemand Yom Kenegad Avodat HaMishkan. There was a proof from a Brayta that the Brayta holds that the 39 Mulachot correspond to the Mulachet in the Mishkan. The Tani. The only chayav in the malacha that had the same similar thing in the mishkan. Hein zaru, they planted because they had to have certain dyes. They planted to grow dyes. Atam lo they planted. You're not allowed to plant on Shabbat. Hein kasru, they harvested. Atam lo tizru. Hein melta kroshim likarkalagala, they carried the boards from the ground. Shutar abim. To the wagons that shoot the yachid, atem lotach nisu, shoot the rabbin shoot the yachid. You're not allowed. Hey, Marida, kashim yagala lekarka. They took the boards off the shoot the yachid, agala the wagon to the ground. Atem lotatziu, shoot the yachid, shoot the rabbin. Hey, mutziim yagala lekala. They carry from one wagon to another. Atem lotatziu, shoot the yachid, shoot the yachid. You can't carry from one to shoot the yachid, not shoot the yachid. What? Shoot the yachid, shoot the yachid. You can't carry. My covered, what's, what am I doing wrong? I can't carry from one shutiyacha to another? Why can't I? Vayiv Rabbi Dami Tavayyad means, Yitaymer of Adabarahava, Meshutiyachid, Meshutiyachid, Derech, Meshutiyachid, meaning, by the wagons, they carry from one to the other, in the middle of, between the wagons, was a shutiyachid. That's forbidden on Shabbat. Here also, today, if you want to carry shutiyachid, Meshutiyachid, Derech, Meshutiyachid, that's going to be forbidden. We're going to stop over here.